0: it is a beard 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 a fine full dignified beard so who doesn't like us let's talk about this um well russia so this big this big swath of fucking shit here they don't like us All right. We're accusing them of meddling in our elections and this, that, and the next thing. Okay. So they don't like us. China. China's like, China's the friend that would probably sell you out for like a six pack and a nickel bag. Like China, I think, I think China's afraid to go alone, but I think if they had any friends to go with, They'd go up against us. They don't like us. And the reason they don't like us, for anybody who's not informed, is you have basically this very large country here, all right? And that includes Hong Kong and some places like that. And then you have this island that's off the coast of China. Now, this island is called Taiwan. Taiwan has been a disputed territory for 60 years probably since the end of World War II. It is not recognized as a country by the, by the United States. However, we protect its sovereignty. Um, we used to train all the time. Um, if there's going to be an open ocean battle in in any future war, like the, the likes of which we saw, say, in World War II, for like the Battle of Midway or anything like that, it's going to happen right here. It's going to happen in the strait in between the Chinese mainland and Taiwan. Now, China's been pissed at us for a number of years due to the fact that we've installed missile batteries and defensive fucking military shit on Taiwan to prevent the Chinese from taking that island back if they want. Why don't we want the Chinese to take that island back? Well, if they take that island back, then our closest point of approach to China in the event that we have to go there and start some shit, goes from being Taiwan, which, I mean, shit, nautically, if I'm not mistaken, that's only 50 fucking miles, right? So we have bases and shit here on Taiwan that are, you know, less than 100 miles from the Chinese mainland. If the Chinese take Taiwan, then we're hitting, if we have to hit China, then we have to do so either from South Korea, which they'll take immediately. Like, if we go to war with the Chinese, first order of business Is they maintain, due to our problems with North Korea. See, and this is like the big, huge chess game that's being played right now. That people just look at it in terms of, oh, America versus Russia? We'll whoop Russia's ass. Y'all don't even know what's going on. Y'all don't even know who the players in the game are and what positions they play. Because, for example, you have North Korea. Now, North Korea does two things. It separates the Democratic republic of south korea from the communist chinese and it also gives this weird buffer zone where there's a crazy person so regardless of what happens here the chinese maintain this northern border with a lot of troops um given the fact that we have limited military bases and assets in south korea any movement by the chinese They would take North Korea. The North Korean people would probably help them do that. And then they wouldn't stop till they hit the fucking bottom. So they would take the entire Korean peninsula. And then we'd be left with Japan. And that's a way longer trip to be trying to make. And it's way harder logistically. And it's way... like Think about it. It's just more gas to get people, personnel, and planes, bomb runs from Japan. You do it from Taiwan... You save time. So the Chinese, they don't like us because of the Taiwan thing. This whole South Pacific region here has always been a fucking beehive of shit. Okay, so that takes care of two countries that don't like us. North Korea, they don't like us, but whatever. Japan, it's not that Japan likes us per se, but we nuked them. In World War II, we ended the war in the South Pacific By nuking the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. After that Japan ain't done shit. But made video games fam. Like they. Japan's whole. And it can be seen in their culture. If anybody who watches the show. If any of the heads out there. Have ever been to Japan. It's like going to the future. Robots and cars. And fucking computer. And the technology. And the shit that they devote their energy to. Not one of those things has been war. Since the end of World War II. And as a result of all their technological advances being directed towards leisure, that's why Japan's a place where you can get like a fucking sex robot and shit. They haven't had to worry about war in a long time because once we nuked them and took their swords away, we told them that we would take care of them. And that is why there is a Navy base at least two Navy bases, at least two Marine outposts, including Okinawa. I'm pretty sure there's probably Air Force assets in Japan. Every single branch of the armed forces is represented on the mainland island of Japan. And that's due to the fact that, like I said, we nuked them, we took away their sharp sticks, and we told them, we'll take care of you now, since we nuked you. Go make radios. And that's what happened. So the Japan, Japanese, they're not much help. All right? So it's not even that they dislike us. They're just not much help. Um, Let's see. Australia don't give a fuck. Like, in, when you deal with the countries down here, these motherfuckers might as well live on the moon. I mean, it's essentially 18 hours flight from anywhere fucking habitable to any place in Australia or New Zealand. It's really a situation of... For them to be pulled into anything is gonna fucking take a lot. It's gonna take a lot. So I don't see them getting involved in shit. If it looks like the rest of the world just fucking with each other, expect Australia and New Zealand to close their borders and go immediate isolationist. That's the bet that would be their best bet. Because they're far enough away from everybody that no one if they're not a direct they're not tactically important to anybody, they don't have Overwhelming resources And besides being pretty And having a bunch of animals That can fucking kill you Australia and New Zealand Australia and New Zealand Really ain't shit in the, in the grand scheme of things So they don't give a fuck All these places down here Are in various stages of civil war Or civil unrest And I mean Shit From Pakistan from Af- Shit this, Everything Everything from Egypt this way is fucked up. Iraq, Syria, Jordan, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all fucked up. Like, this this is the alley of fucked up sandboxes. Like, straight up. So then you get to the Pakistan-India line. Now, here's a problem area, and it's something that you guys may not be familiar with. That's why you see how it goes from, like, a hard line... To like a dotted line, to like another dotted line. All these borders in this area are in dispute. And there are typically, at least once every couple of days, gun battles between Indian forces, Pakistani forces, Chinese forces, and whoever the fuck else is kicking it up there. And they they duke it out. They duke it the fuck out. And these two guys here, Pakistan and India, they don't talk about it a lot, but Pakistan and India both have nuclear weapons. Ain't like everybody's like, oh, everybody's like, oh, North Korea, North Korea, they can't have a nuke because they might nuke us. Well, India and Pakistan have had nukes, and their nukes ain't pointed at anything but each other. And they're literally. If anything was to pop off in the world, I can almost guarantee you either Pakistan or India would make a move for what's called the Kashmir region. I think it's Kashmir. Kashmir region. It's like Islamabad. You know, this area here. Okay? So you know damn well Pakistan would get in here. Then you have this area in here, which is fucked up. You see, do do you see there's a pattern There's a pattern here. Like, to be fucking honest, 80% of the world is pretty fucked up for various reasons. So you have Nepal, right? And you have China. Well, you have Tibet here. Well, Tibet at one point, when I was a kid, was its own country. And the Chinese took it. They were just like, oh, yeah, that, that. That, that, that mountain over there that y'all said was yours. Nah, nah, fam. That's us now. So the Tibetans get treated like shit by the Chinese government. Um, In Nepal, there's routinely major demonstrations and violent protests about the Chinese treatment of the Tibetan people. All right. And then you got Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, all these places with, you know, a a controlling power, and then, like, guerrillas. So, at any given time, you have the government, and who the government's backing as far as, like, the army or whatever, and then you have, like, an opposition, and the opposition has their own army. The things that go down in places like Myanmar, um, Laos, Thailand, um fucking even to some level like Sri Lanka, Malaysia is like, imagine in this country, if the Democrats had an army and when the Democrats were in power, their army was in charge, but there are still Republicans and they have an army too. Well, when they're not in power, their army acts counter to the Democrats' army. They become like rebels. You know what I'm saying? So it fucking it flip flops. It flip flops. So that's so there you go. So basically, everything on this side of the map fucked up in one way or another. Uh, Australia a non-issue. Africa, okay. South Africa, that's a non-issue. They got their own problems. They are having major, major, major blowback on the sins of their fucking past. Currently in South Africa, there's been a rash of home invasions, essentially. And black farmers, African farmers, who originally owned the farms in South Africa are breaking into white farmers' homes and not killing them, but, like, torturing them and leaving them for people to find. And they're doing this to take back the land that was taken from them during the apartheid movement, during the founding of the government of South Africa. You want to talk a place about a place with its own problems? South Africa. If a country... Can kick out a fucking musical group like Die Antwoord, they fucked up, fam. So there you go, that's fucked up. Let's see, Madagascar. Madagascar is not the place in the cartoon. That Madagascar is like a completely that's like Australia. Like I don't even like. There's people that live there, but they live in huts and like, or they study animals. Madagascar is not like a country you go to. I don't think you can just go there. I think you have to like because of the Galapagos and shit, you have to like, there's research going on there. There's some areas of the world that you cannot access as a civilian. And I don't mean military places. You couldn't go, you couldn't wake up, in the 1800s, there was a dude, and he woke up one day and said, I'm gonna put my coat on, I'm gonna put my boots on, and I'm gonna go find the North Pole. And nobody stopped him. No one stopped him. He just took his boat. He got some homies. He said, yo, I got this bag of weed. I got a boat. And I heard we could find the North Pole. And the heads was like, all right, y'all, let's go do that. Nowadays, you can't go to the North Pole. The Arctic is a controlled area. You just can't go there. Um, Antarctica, the South Pole, you definitely can't fucking go there. Nor would you even want to. Because you are dealing with the the most extreme places on fucking earth. So yeah. I, Madagascar, the Galapagos and shit. You can't even go there. Unless you're a fucking scientist. Alright. Let's talk about the rest of Africa. And. I want to be clear. About what I'm about to say. Anything I'm about to say about any of the countries that I'm about to mention is in regards to politics, living conditions, educational levels of the citizenry, and how much crazy fucking brutality is going on there. The people of the African continent are one of the greatest assets the globe has. Every time I spent any sort of time, whether it was in Morocco, whether it was in Egypt, whether it was in Saudi Arabia, whether it was in Dubai, Bahrain, whether it was places in Europe where certain people from Africa visit, I've almost never had a bad experience with someone from the African continent. They are one of the most giving, wonderful, friendly folk in the world. And given the fact that they don't have nothing, it's quite surprising. So, but we're going to go through here. Land, uh, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Nambia, Angola, Zambia, Tanzania, Congo, Kenya, Uganda, South Sudan, Sudan, Somalia, Cameroon, Gabon, Ghana, Nigeria, Chad, Sudan, all this bad 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 like bad and bad to where the government's got dudes that have cheetahs and hyenas like and they rove like these guys have them on chains and they rove around feeding fucking people who are political dissidents to them a lot of these countries a lot of the regions are controlled by warlords they're not controlled by the government um They're trying. There are several people and organizations trying to help Africa catch up to the rest of the world in regards to everything I mentioned prior. Um, They don't even have access to clean water in most places. Africa, as far as a war is uh, concerned, is pretty much a non-issue. Somalia, we all know about the Somali pirates. I mean, this whole area here. <clears throat> right here by the Gulf of Aden, um, the Horn area, right here in the Arabian Sea, and anything going down this way towards Mozambique, South Africa, these are major, major shipping lanes for large container ships carrying goods to South Africa. So what happens is you get guys who say leave, you know, this area in here, uh, Qatar, um, Dubai, okay, Abu Dhabi. So there's Dubai. Dubai is like the luxury good cl- capital of the world. So goods, luxury goods, cars, clothes, fucking, whatever, get load cigarettes, get loaded onto boats in Dubai. and then they do, do, do they float down this way. they go around Oman, down the Arabian Sea, and they kind of, you don't want to go too far out because you're going to like Cape Town, which is down here. Well, you got to pass a lot of shoreline, and a lot of that shoreline is inhabited by some of the brokeest fucking people on earth. And what else are they going to do? What else are they going to do? They're going to steal from you. Now, there are a couple of exceptions to the rule Egypt. The borders of Egypt are heavily controlled by their military. When you get to the Libyan-Egyptian border, it is locked the fuck down. The Sudan-Egyptian border, locked the fuck down. Um, Morocco, Morocco is like a resort country. Um, A lot of people go to Morocco for vacation. It's very beautiful. It's right here at the mouth of the Mediterranean Sea. But pretty much anybody from Africa isn't going to they're going to try to stay the fuck out of the war if they get involved it's going to be because someone feels the need to take it to get tactical advantage over somebody else because to, to be honest this whole chunk of property right here wouldn't have any fucking dog in any fight that i can think of that's going on right now all right so then you got europe now the funny thing about europe is most of it is still russia how you like that? So Russia is most of Asia, and Russia's also most of Europe. Now, if you don't count Russia, who we know don't like us, who else you got? You got Iceland. Well, I don't know about their military. I'm thinking they're probably gonna go pretty isolationist if they can. You got Greenland, but that's pretty fucking useless, and actually it's owned by Denmark. You got Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, all right, Latvia, Belarus, a lot of these countries being the old Yugoslavia, Ukraine, Romania, Austria, Poland, Germany. These people don't want to fight anymore. These people went through two major world wars on their soil. We, as United States, as American citizens, have not had a war on our soil. In 300 years since the civil war am i right about that these people have had war on their soil and recently in the last 20 years a lot of these places have had their own civil wars or their own disruptions because of russia whether it be georgia and their problems ukraine And none of these places have huge militaries anyway. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm dying. After World War II, the United States did a good job of limiting European military strength. A um, couple ways they did that. The UN was one of those ways. And the North, the North Atlantic Trade Organ, or Treaty Organization, was the other one. So these people don't want to fight. They didn't want to give any troops to the Afghanistan, Iraq thing, and most of them didn't. We all know that they have limited. Fi- this whole area here, our fucking military outnumbers every military in this piece of map. Here, from the Russian border to the fucking ocean you can add all these heads together we still have more and they still have double that so who else who else is left in this fucking world like straight up oh look it's us it's us and the people connected us so let's start We'll, we'll, we'll end with us Let's see, Brazil, South America is a weird place because given the situation, I I can't think that anybody down here with the exception of Venezuela would try to get involved in any armed conflict with the United States. But given where Venezuela is and its closeness to the United States, plus the fact we have Haiti and Cuba, two countries that kind of don't like us, who we're kind of fucking with Who were kind of not helping the way we fucking should. Alright. We got Mexico. Who our president's trying to build a wall. Between us and them. Do you think if Venezuela decided they were going to march their asses up through the straits. And try to take the southern states. Do you think Mexico would stop them? Given the fact that we're talking about putting a wall up. Do you think Mexico gives a fuck? Or do you think the drug cartels. Would use their money and influence to you know, do that. Because if you let Venezuela take the southern states. Then you have a built in new piece of land that you control. As far as a, fucking, as far as a cartel. Alright. Anybody who's seen Red Dawn knows. Yeah a lot of heads came from Russia. Yup. But most of the heads from Russia. Came after the initial Red Dawn invasion. The initial Red Dawn invasion. Came three pronged. It came Russians crossing the Bering Strait into Alaska and then traveling down through Canada to the unprotected northern border. Now, Canada barely has a fucking military. They barely got a police force. Most of this is empty space. You think if the Russians, you think if the Russians fucking. Marched the 50 fucking nautical or the 13 nautical miles from this fucking piece of land to this piece of land and said, Look, Canada, we're gonna pass through. We ain't got a beef with you. Don't try to stop us or we will. What do you think Canada's gonna do? Hey, hey, mate. Hey, mate. Hey go down. So, Red Dawn, that happened, all right? Venezuelans, Colombians, and Mexicans, Guatemalans, Nicaraguans, we've we've staged major coups in almost every country in this area down here south of us. We literally have no fucking friends. Think about it. Like I use your brain like I'm not anti-war, let's be clear, I'm not anti-war, but I don't see what's going on in Syria as being something that we need to risk the entire rest of the world ganging up on us about, because that's what will happen. And the ones who don't actively, like, lean on us. Like, you're going to have your Russia. You're going to have your China. You're going to have your North Korea. You're going to have your Venezuela. You're going to have these places that don't like us all teaming up. It's the ones that aren't going to help us after the years of us helping them that worries me. Or the ones that we've kept down. So now they're not in a position where they even could help us. I don't believe that the United States is untouchable in a wartime scenario. I do not believe that if the shit were to pop off that we wouldn't all be speaking Russian in 2 years. Yeah, Canada, our number one friend and trading partner, yep. What are y'all going to do? Like if if Russia really if if Russia marched marched across the straits, took took Alaska, which shouldn't take much, and said, look, we passing through, your government would probably let them go, pass through. But by then, shit would have popped off.